Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through the day. Now here's your host, Nada Hogan. Hello and welcome to Dare a New Belief. I am so thrilled to be with you all today. And as my guest, I have Cookie Lowe, and she is going to totally impress you with her great sense of humor, with her wonderful accomplishments, and the thing that she's up to now that I cannot wait to hear about. So to give you a little introduction to Cookie, she is the first female airline pilot in South Africa. She is the 2014 nominee of Africa's Most Influential Women in Business. She was a keynote speaker in 2011 in Africa Women in Aviation Conference. She was a speaker at the 2011 Leadership Development in Aviation um, in Africa. And she is, in 2014, president of the Rotary Women's Association in Vancouver, British Columbia, where she now calls that home. So Cookie, I would love to introduce you to my audience. And if you can come on in and say hello, and we're going to get started with some questions. Hello, Netta, and hello to everybody that's listening to our call and look forward to our conversation. Ah, yes, this is going to be fabulous because you are. So the backstory of Cookie, I met her in June of 2018 in um, Nanaimo, British Columbia, Nanaimo, British Columbia at a science and spirituality conference. And it was one of those things where for me, the minute I saw her and started speaking, it was as if we had been friends for a very long time. And so we had what, three or four short days together because we were in a conference the whole time. And yet I believe we have developed and began this really great friendship and I am honored and blessed to have Cookie in my life not only on this podcast but to have Cookie in my life so thank you God for bringing her my way and Cookie because I know people are hearing that name and can you explain how your name came about because it's not spelled the traditional cookie jar cookie way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, first of all it's so interesting you were saying that we only just relatively recently met but isn't it wonderful how sometimes you just meet somebody and your connection is just totally instantaneous you know you you just resonate with each other and you feel like you've known each other forever and that's why I felt when I met you I always laugh because whenever I go to a conference I want to be the first you know sitting in the first few rows because I'm short and I hate having to lean over other people to see the speaker. Yeah. I line up like at, you know, an hour and a half before the conference room opens. And you obviously do the same. And that's how we had this wonderful connection the first time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my name is pronounced just like the edible one, Cookie. Uh, but it's spelled K-U-C-K-I. And uh, Kuchen means to look in German. And apparently when I came out of the hospital and my brother, who is a year older from, than I am, kept on looking into my crib and says, cooking, cooking, cooking. 
that's happened. <laughs> Which means, look, 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 because apparently I had really big eyes and a very tiny face. And oh. that's how the, you know, that's how the name, and it stuck with me and I've never been called anything else. You know, <laughs> even through school, I've been called Cookie. <laughs> if anybody calls me by my real name, which is Irmgard, which is very German, and mm. um, is actually my grandmother's name, and um, she was tall and blonde, and I just didn't measure up to that, so that name never suited me. Ah, uh, Cookie fits you so well. I love that name, and you are you are a Spitfire Cookie, and you are just fabulous. And yes, I have to be to those conferences. I want to be in the front row too. So thank God we both want to yeah. be up in the front row, or we may not have ever met with all of those well, people exactly. there. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're close to the energy of the speaker. I love it. I absolutely love being you know in the first row. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And Cookie, just so you know, sorry, audience, I just want Cookie to know this just because we're recording this differently. So I'm trying hard not to laugh because I don't know if we're going to have the best recording. So I'm trying not to interrupt you at all. So if you're saying something funny and you don't hear me laughing, please know it's not because I'm not laughing here. I just put it on mute because I don't want to mess up this recording. Okay, no problem. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, Cookie, when I first met you and we started talking, one of the things that you were telling me that was so just amazing to me is that you were the first female airline pilot in South Africa. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, that to me is huge. It just blew me away. So can you tell us a little bit about that, how you became the first pilot, first female pilot um, for a for a commercial airline in South Africa. Yes, it actually happened by sheer uh, chance. I mean, I didn't, I always say I, I really didn't land in my crib with a passion for flying. I kind of stumbled onto it by sheer chance. I, I was a photographer. I worked in my parents' photography business and I went up for a photo shoot in a small plane uh, over the Namib Desert in, in Namibia. And, um, and first of all, I just thought it was amazing being in the small plane and it felt like I was sitting in an armchair watching the tsunami go by below me. And it was just absolutely mesmerizing. And at the end of the photo shoot, the pilot sort of turned the plane towards the coastline and we were looking straight into this huge orange ball that was just about to descend into the ocean. And he kind of jokingly turned to me and said, would you like me to fly you into the sunset? Well, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> and and he sort of pushed this without even waiting for an answer. He just pushed the stick forward and we were flying straight towards the ocean. And I mean, I, I wasn't even scared, although this was my very first time in the uh, in an airplane, in a small airplane. I was just so and so unbelievably excited about what I was experiencing. I mean, every cell in my body became alive. Uh, and then when we were sort of skimming low across the water towards that orange ball that was just about to descend into the ocean, I just thought this was the most amazing feeling I've ever experienced. Yeah. And I was only, you know, in my early 20s then. So I was just totally fascinated. And um, and when by the time we landed, I pretty much, pretty much decided I was going to take up flying. Oh, wow. So it wasn't something that I had planned or that I always wanted to do. Uh, just like I have never, I never set my goal at, I'm not somebody that sets goals. 
and I never set my goal at becoming the first female airline pilot in South Africa. That I think happened because I was, you know, I was good at flying and, and I was working as a flight instructor at the time. And that's how the opportunity started coming my way. Wow. And then, of course, it was wonderful because all of a sudden you get to fly bigger planes. And, yeah, it was fabulous. I, I mean, I just had so much fun flying. And I think it's for anybody that hasn't tried it, it's really worthwhile. Just give it a try. It's so fabulous. It's the most unbelievable experience. I, I bet. I just could imagine because I have never been in any kind of plane except for a commercial plane flying, you know, from here to California or, or something, but never in a small plane. And I think you are the second person who has said you should just try it. And it's like, it's not that out of the realm of possibilities to really be able to fly a plane by yourself. You can take some lessons and do it and whether yeah. you do it all the time or not, but it's like, it's just so inspiring to hear people accomplish this stuff and know that you can do it yourself whether that was like for you it wasn't even a dream it just kind of happened and then you ran with it and you fell in love with it and you never even would have known that you were going to ever love it if you weren't up there taking those pictures and flying into the sunset right I mean if you didn't have that experience you probably would not have become a pilot do you think no I mean it's never on my radar but isn't it interesting how, I mean, I don't know whether you've got any pilots um, in your audience you might have. Yeah. Um, um, what's so interesting, I mean, we often get presented with opportunities. And yeah. I always say when I give my talks, you know, when something, you experience something that somebody does or you hear about somebody doing something and you think, wow, I'd love to do that. Yeah. I always say, well, what do you do with that thought? Do you follow the cookie crumbs and just see where it takes you? Or do you say, I couldn't possibly do that, which a lot of people do, you know? Oh, that's wonderful that she does it. I couldn't possibly do that. There's nothing you can, can't do if you really set your mind to it and you're passionate about it. And I always say, if you're on fire with your dream, you will have people come out from everywhere to try and help you achieve your dream. Yeah. But if you're not on fire about your dream, why should people want to help you? And I was totally on fire with my dream. I mean, yeah. I couldn't wait to get my commercial pilot's license. And the only reason I decided to become a flight instructor was I wanted to fly and I couldn't afford to fly. Oh. So, I had, so I had to figure out a way that I could get paid for that. And the only way to do that at the time was to become a flight instructor. So were you a flight instructor before you were a pilot? Yeah, I was in flight cycle for quite a long time, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That doesn't even seem to me. So how are you teaching people to fly when you don't know how to fly yourself? No, no. <laughs> that huh? wouldn't be a good plan. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. You get, an, you, you get a commercial license, and then you get a flight instructor's rating. You know, you, um, you have to pass an exam for the commercial, a written and a practical exam, and you have to pass a practical and a written exam for the instructor's rating. And you can you have to have a minimum of 200 hours to get a, or at least that's what it was like then, you had to have a minimum of 200 flying hours to even apply for your instructor's rating. Okay, okay, I was thinking. No, no. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> that would be a little bit risky. <laughs> kidding. We would no be kidding. lucky that, that the planes even landed <laughs> in... Yeah. In South Africa. I don't know anything. 
and you probably don't know anything, but let's just give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally love it. I'm telling you, Cookie, we have the weirdest energy going on today. We had the hardest time getting onto another platform to record this, and we had to switch to a different platform, and we're able to go now. I turned the ringer off on my phone, and that dang phone just rang anyways. And it's like, what kind of energy is going on? Yeah. That it's very odd tonight. I don't know what is happening, but but cookies, just like how you said, when you have a passion and you are on fire for that thing, people start showing up, and it's like doors start to open. Yes. I completely believe that. I'm 100% in alignment with that. And in fact, um, science and spirituality workshop that or week long workshop that we were at, they were teaching the exact same thing, the scientists and the presenters. So how do you explain that? I know how I explain that. How do you explain that, that the right people show up when you are on fire, on purpose, and you know what it is that you're supposed to do? What's your reasoning on how those people show up at the right time? I just feel that, I mean, if you've come across somebody and you know they're really, I mean, it's, in, you know, it's enthusiasm is catching. Yeah. And if you're really excited about something, people want to be around you. Yeah. And they want to help you. They, you know, I don't, I also don't know quite what makes that happen, but I've, I mean, that's how I run my whole life. I've felt that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when the right opportunities show up for you when you're ready for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the right people, the right opportunities show up. And if it's not meant to be, then you know, if you're not ready for it, it's not meant to be. And they don't seem to show up. Right. right. So if you just trust that, I think that, uh, you know, the right people always show up at the right time in your life and the right opportunities come your way. But then, you know, when you are presented with an opportunity, it's also really important to go for it. You know, I mean, just take the first step and see what shows up. And it might not be the right step, but then, you know, you take the next one and the next one and somebody else comes and, and shows you a better way. And all of a sudden, you know, you've achieved what you've been wanting to do. Right, right. And that has definitely played out in your life because when we were in Canada together, I know some of your history and you have just have this fabulous life. It's just a fabulous life. And it's such a joy to hear your stories. And I know that you have written a book and that the book has been written and published and it's out in the world. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about that before we go on to the new thing that's happening in your life right now? Right. Um, you know, when you say I had a fabulous life, I have a, I always say to my husband, I just feel incredibly lucky how my life has has sort of, you know, moved along. But yeah. I mean, I've had some really hard times, but we all do. We all have big challenges in our life, but it's what you do with those challenges that yeah. makes a difference, you know, because do you get stuck in the, in, the, in the challenge or do you, you know, do you move on? Right, right, absolutely. And I have a lovely saying on my, note, on my vision board and it says, at any given moment, I have the power to, to say this is not how the story is going to end. <laughs> and I love that because, I mean, you know, we all have challenges, but, but you have a choice to, you know, to stay in that challenge or to say, I'm going to find a way out of here. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people that want to get stuck in that challenge. And I don't mean anything bad about that. But sometimes we're in a mental prison and we we don't even realize that we're in a mental prison. And you cannot free yourself if you don't know that you are in a prison. Yeah, so, you can't. You absolutely you can't. You know, you can't address anything that you don't acknowledge. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in exactly what you said, that at any given moment, this is not how the story is going to end. You have the power within you to change whatever it is that you want. Maybe not change that event, but you absolutely have full dominion over how am I going to respond to this thing, this challenge that has just been laid in front of me, because you can succumb to it. Just let it eat you alive or you can rise above it and allow more awareness and growth to happen to you because of that event. Yes. Yeah. And you always go, I mean, you know, it's easier said than done. I mean, if you have a really serious challenge, it's not the easiest thing to find your way out. You know, that's really where also your friendships come in and the people that that want you to succeed help you with that. You know, that's I think is very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you're going through hard times and those times that you don't think that you're going to make it through, it seems to me, and there's somebody that we know together, at least that's how I met her, that the right people show up to offer a hand or to offer love. And how can you make that happen? That people will show up even in your darkest hours, that people will show up and to help you through if you ask for that help to get through. So... Or even if you don't ask for it, if people yeah. pick it up and they want to help you. But I think it's reciprocal. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, you, if you're there for your friends, they will be there for you. It's, it's not really a big mystery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, if, you know, I think that, that, that's how it works. You know, if yeah. you're willing to give, people are willing to give to you. And yeah. then you need to be willing to receive, which is another big thing for a lot of people. You know, like I can do I can handle this. Like I'm... You know, when I was was learning to fly and even when I was getting my instructor's rating, I was so appreciative of any of the pilots wanting to help me because yes. I knew I would, I mean, all I wanted to do, I didn't want to compete with them. I wanted to be the best pilot I could be and anything they could offer to make that happen for me, I was really appreciative and grateful. And I think then you also sort of eliminate the competitiveness. Right. Yes, for sure. And it's the best teachers, right? Those who have gone before us that know, that have the experience and the wisdom and have put the time in, they are the best ones to teach us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to be, you know, grateful, I think, for the people that are coming to you to help you and um, appreciate that and be willing to accept the help. And that's what I have to do. And I think as, as women, we often feel like, I can do this. I don't need anybody, you know? Right. There's, right. No, there's no, uh, there's absolutely no, what is the English word for it? Um, I mean, you're not, you don't diminish yourself in any way by accepting help from somebody else. Right. I mean, it doesn't mean to say you can't do it, but it's just wonderful if people come, you know, come out of the woodwork and want to help you. Absolutely. And- yeah. And I think at least in, the Western world anyways, it seems to me that many times we're just kind of brought up men and women where, you know, just, I can figure it out on my own and I'll just do it on my own. And we start taking on this belief that if I have to ask for help, then I'm weak or I'm not 
smart enough to do it on my own. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. And I'm hoping that we continue to see that, that because we build these bonds and communities and these tribes around us where, because we all need one another, we're all in this together. And it's not about who gets to the top first. It's enjoying the ride the whole entire time because we're all going to end up in the same place. Yeah. So enjoying this ride and helping one another out, man, it's yeah. the best feeling in the world, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's so wonderful when you see somebody that you've helped succeed all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. And they get a big breakthrough and they make it and you think, wow, I'm so glad I was part of that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so Cookie, tell us about your book because you have this beautiful book out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, I i mean, I'm German background and I have very little schooling because uh, my father had a heart attack when, when I was 15. I was taken out of school to run our photography business with my father sort of guiding me from his bedside. Mm. So very little schooling. And that was one of my biggest challenges when I was going for my commercial license. I mean, I had hardly any math hardly any science, and English wasn't my first language. Wow. So it wasn't easy, but, uh, but I persevered and I failed hopelessly the first time and, and said, <laughs> you know, this is not how the story is going to end. And everybody said, oh, come on, why don't you just fly privately, you know, and you're a photographer, you enjoy that, why don't you just, you know, enjoy flying as a hobby? And I, I just thought to myself, I am so on fire about flying and there is no way I'm going to go back to photography. It paled to me in comparison to flying. And yeah. I was going to figure it out and I was going to, you know, just persevere and, and study until I did pass it. And I did pass it the second time. Good. And, um, and the same, actually my book, I really wrote for our son because he always said, you know, mom, you've, you've done such interesting things and you think so differently to anybody else. I know you should really write down your story. And I always said, oh, I can't write a book. English isn't my first language. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And, uh, and then one day I just woke up and thought, yep, I think I'm going to do this. And I sat down and it was the most cathartic experience. Oh. I mean, I was at times, you know, tears were just streaming down my face as I sort of recalled stories and wrote them down. And my keyboard would be all wet and my husband would walk in and say, come on, let's go sailing. I don't want you to sit here and cry. And oh, I, said, no. I don't want to go sailing. And I promise you I'm not sad. And I wasn't, you know. Yeah. It was honestly the most fabulous experience. And um, the book is called This is Cookie, Your Pilot Speaking. <laughs> I love it. I and uh, it was really so much fun to write. Yeah. And I mean, I had no idea that it would catapult me into a speaking career. And, you know, that's, I think, often how life works. You do something and you have no idea that right. that will take you to a completely different place. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, if you want to do something, just take the first step. Follow the cookie crumbs, as I say. <laughs> <laughs> and those cookie crumbs, do you spell that cookie K-U-C-K-I or C-O-O-K-I-E? No, 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 cookie, like K-U-C-K-I. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> and look at how you have that that happened to you. If you wouldn't, so doing the photography and being in the smaller plane and taking those pictures and, and knowing that, oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do. This is the thing that lights me up. And then after the flying, 
getting your license and now you're out there flying and then your son suggests writing the book you write the book and now it takes you on to this other path of speaking i mean we just never know so it's that thing that you never know we don't and you don't have to try to plot out your life because that's so boring that the universe has so many plans for us or opportunities for us that we can go so many different directions and if we just get out of our way take that first step on that thing that feels really good or take that step on this opportunity that showed up and well, why the heck not i might as well just give it a try and see what happens and you never know where you're going to end up. So you went from a photographer to now you're a commercial airline pilot, writing books, a speaker. And now you're doing something even bigger. What's going on with you now? <laughs> now we're having my book made into a movie. Yeah. And wow. we, can edit, we, start, we formed our company in 2016. And I have two absolutely phenomenal business partners. The one is um, a woman. She is the president or was, she just designed, but she was, I think, for 15 years, the president of Women in Film International. Wow. And we met on LinkedIn, of yeah. all places. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea that this would end up in a partnership. And my other partner I met giving a talk at um, a newcomers club. And just jokingly said at the end of my talk, and my book is going to be made into a movie. And, you know, and that's how our conversation started. So again, you know, if, if Aline hadn't approached me on LinkedIn and Moak hadn't approached me after my talk, maybe we would have never ended up as partners. And then you just got to go, you know, it didn't take us a long time to figure out what, that we wanted to work together. It just clicked. We liked each other. We thought we, we you know, were more or less had the same ideas about how we would like to do it. And it's been the most amazing journey. And I always say I feel so fortunate to, at this stage of my life, go on this amazing new journey of having my book made into a movie. Oh, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, how lucky is that? And have two absolutely phenomenal partners. I mean, I couldn't wish for nicer partners. Right, right. What a beautiful blessing. And even when you said, do you think that the one woman would have approached you if you wouldn't have made the comment at the end when you were kind of joking about, oh, and my book's going to be made into a movie? Because at that point, your book wasn't being made into a movie, correct? No, at that point, my, 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 I had a really vivid, this sounds totally crazy, um, but I had a really vivid dream of being at the premiere of my movie. And I had all the pictures out of my book were posters on the wall. I could taste the champagne and I was sitting in the chair with the director and we were watching the opening scene, which was me flying into the sunset. Oh, man. And, and you know, I woke up and I felt so joyous. And I, I mean, that always to me is such a good indication that I'm on the right path. And yeah. I thought, you know, this is going to happen sometime. Didn't take any steps towards it. And I think it was about three months later when Eileen uh, approached me just to be a friend on LinkedIn. And, um, and then I looked up her profile and I realized that she was the president of Women in Film and Television International. So I just texted her and said, are you open to a short conversation? And that's how it all started. Yeah. Isn't that just phenomenal? And back to your dream, we can make ourselves dream in our awake state we can go into lucid dreaming and we can see what it is we want for ourselves in the future. So I think that's just how the molecules in this universe works. 
that it all aligns itself with that thing that we feel so passionate about and brings us such joy. And oh man, I just love it. I love it. So where are you at now with the filmmaking process? How, I mean, I can't believe it. You're going to have a, a movie. Be at the premiere, Nada. Oh, you know I will. Heck yes. <laughs> hell yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Hell yes. Drinking champagne and hopefully not getting too many champagne glasses inside of me to make a fool yes. of myself. But oh my oh, Lord. It's, it's such an amazing journey. And I mean, I have no experience in the movie business. So when we just started on this journey, and if any of your viewers are interested in taking a look at it, it's on our website, which is called cookiecoco.com. Okay. K U C K I C O cookieco.com. And the pitch document for the movie is on there. And, yeah. you know, I thought, oh, this movie, we're going to have, and I can't wait to do the movie shoot in Namibia. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, we'll have this all tied up and ready to go in a year or so. Well, it's taken us way, way longer. But yeah. I'm so grateful that it did because the movie has become so much better. I mean, so, you know, brainstorming we've done and, and just the journey we've been on and the producers we've spoken to and suggestions we've gotten, the movie has totally changed. Wow. And isn't that just part, I love how you said that, it's just been such a wonderful journey. Instead of getting to the destination where I think a lot of times we're so focused on the destination and we forget the journey and the journey is the most beautiful part I believe I, it's all beautiful, but the journey itself, oh man, the things that happen and what we discover about ourselves and friends and people that come into our lives. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, to me, the journey is what it's all about. Yeah. You know? um, and I think, uh, you know, it opens up for us. The movie has opened up a totally new environment for me, really. I mean, the connections we've made, the people we've met along the way. And um, yeah, it's just been so amazing. And I mean, we've been at it for quite a long time now. And we, all three of us are still so passionate about it, which yeah. is wonderful. You know, I mean, how lucky can you get to have two partners that feel the same way about it? Oh, man, absolutely. And it's not even their story. So no. to be so pulled in with your energy and your story is, I think that's a testament to you because there is an energy and a, presence about you that is so inviting and so welcoming. So I'm not surprised at all. I think it's just a, a wonderful journey for your two business partners in the whole movie, whatever I call this, getting it all together. And so have you been to Africa recently then because of the movie? Have you had to go over there? Yes. And shooting? I go to South Africa quite often because I still have a brother there. Okay. And also to Namibia. Got a lot of support. We've spoken to quite a few different producers. They all love the book. They all love the story. And right now we're in the process of getting the script written. Oh, man. So that's wow. also an amazing journey. I bet. I wouldn't know the first step to take in having a movie made, much less somebody to write the script. And because there's so many moving pieces in this that it is beyond anything that I have ever thought of. Yeah, but again, you know, I mean, we're very lucky. I mean, both my business partners are very successful in their own businesses. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, um, this is not their main business, and yet they are so passionate about it. Yeah. And uh, very different, you know, very different um, <clears throat> um, talents to the, to the partnership as well. Right. 
Right. And, you know, it's not easy to to sort of have your story, you know, people go through your story and analyze it and say, why did you do this? Why did you do that? But that's the journey. Yeah. How has that been to have people analyzing your story? Has that been okay for you? Or is there times that it just feels like it's really invasive or no? No, not invasive, but sometimes it's hard to go back to the difficult stages of your life. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, that's quite hard. We are, we're working with somebody at the moment and he's really fabulous in trying to sort of get inside of me and make me feel the feel the thoughts, you know, the things I felt when things happened to me. But that's not the easiest thing to do for yourself, you know. Right. At right. first time I, he wanted to do that, I said, no, I think you just write the story. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just write the story, whatever you get out of it. He said, no, 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 no. I want to know what you felt when this happened to you. I want to know, you know. And, I mean, it's not going to be a good movie unless people can follow that journey with you, you know, actually be on that journey with you and right. see the sad parts and the wonderful parts. And I mean, that's what life is about challenges and the, the breakthroughs. And I think every time you see somebody break through their challenges, you're more likely to work up the courage to break through yours. Absolutely. Truth be told there, that's right. Because yeah. every time we have that opportunity to see somebody break through those, it's like it gives us permission, I can do the same. And I, I can do the same. And that's what I hope the movie will do, that people will walk out of the movie saying, you know what, she had quite a, quite a, tough, quite a lot of tough things happen to her, and she still succeeded in living her dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's what I want people to walk out of the movie with saying, wow, if she could do that, I can dust off that dream of mine and I can go after it. Absolutely. What a beautiful gift to share with the world, Cookie. Yeah. And it's a fun, you know, it's got lots of fun things in it too, but it's got a lot of sad things in it too. But that's, that's life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think if you don't have the sad, it's very hard to appreciate everything that's really good in your life. When it's just good, good, good all the time, you just kind of take everything for granted. And there's no growth in that at all. We never get to grow into our beingness and discover what we're really capable of. It's the low times that really cause us to grow. Yes, so. I believe that. And to really feel, you know, how much how you can rise above those things. And then the next challenge that comes along, you said, well, I've done that. I can do this. I can handle this. Yes. Yeah. You know, this is not going to, you know, finish me off. I, I can, you know, I can get past this. I've come through other difficult situations. Exactly. Exactly. So every time those challenges come up, listeners, I hope you take a moment and say, there has to be something good in this for me and my growth and my awareness and my personal development. Because if you persevere and work through that challenge, that is usually, not usually, that is what happens on the other side. You get to experience that growth and then realize what you are capable of. And then the next thing that comes along doesn't seem like such a big deal. So, exactly. Yeah. And you're never given, you know, first of all, I don't think you're ever given a dream without also having the ability inside of you to achieve it. Yes. And the other thing is that you're never given the challenge without yeah. also having the ability to overcome it. Absolutely. And I think if you keep that in mind, you know, you know that you can rise above them. Right. I completely agree. 
I completely agree. I was just going to say we have a, a blog called youcanwingit.com. And oh. that's really what, it, what it's all about. You know, <laughs> you don't have to have all the answers. <laughs> that's exactly right. You, know, you can wing it and trust that the right people will show up to help you. Yeah. Just take the first step, you know. Yeah. And doesn't it just make life so much easier because you're not running around trying to figure it all out yourself? And how am I going to do this? And oh my gosh, if you just have that faith and trust yeah. and take that step and know that really, honestly, those people, the right people, they are going to show up. And life just becomes so magical when we can let go of that resistance and that clawing and struggling to get through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but you need to still take the first step, you know, and you yeah. need to keep on stepping forward. Yeah, and trust that you know there will be somebody there that will help you. Yes, or you yeah. will meet, or you will get whatever you need to move to the next step. But you still got to be putting those steps in. Right. Yep. Absolutely. You have to do that. That can't come from anybody else. Oh. You can take those steps for those other people to show up. Absolutely. So, Cookie, when do you think the movie is going to come out? I mean, is there any kind of date on, like, when they go into filming and all of that and who the actors and actresses will be? Where, where's all of that at? No, that's uh, that's still quite a ways away. Okay. You know, it's really quite a long process. I mean, if you look at one of the movies that I absolutely love was Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yes. And I listened to an interview with them and they said it took them 11 years from the time they had the conception of that movie to it actually hitting the screen. Oh, my gosh. And uh, the uh, the is it, I think the movie's called The Wife. That's just um, she won a lot, uh, quite a few Oscars or a Oscar for her part. And um, and she also said it took them up five years or something to get that movie together. You know, a lot of it is timing and Again, meeting the right people. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I would have no idea how long any of this stuff takes. And I promise to all of the listeners, there will be updates. So every time we know something, Cookie knows something, and she lets me know, I will absolutely post it. It will be on the website. It will be, you can always find it in the podcast category on my website. So you will always know where Cookie's at and for sure. When the movie's going to be launched, that will be a big celebration. Everybody Absolutely. Will oh, <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. So, Cookie, I'm going to start bringing this in for a landing. No pun intended. I think I say that on every <laughs> podcast. And now every time I say it, I'm going to think about you. I'm going to bring this in for a landing. And listeners, I want you to know that Cookie's information will be in the show notes. So if you missed her name or you missed the name of the book or if you missed the website, all of that and the blog, you can wing it.com. I love that. All of that will be in the show notes. So no worries. You can get all of that information. For a closing thought, Cookie, is there anything that you can offer the listeners that just feels like this is what I want to share? This is my gift to you as we're getting ready to close this out that would be inspirational or just a heartfelt something from you because I know how wise you are and, and I would love to hear your words. I'm not, I don't know about the wise, but I think <laughs> the most, I think the important thing is to trust that you never given a dream without also having the ability inside of you to achieve it. Yeah. 
And yeah. that it really is worthwhile embarking on that journey because one of the saddest things I think is if you come to the end of your life and you say, I wish I would have done that. Yes. You know, that uh, is one of the things that that I would never want to be able to, you know, be in a place afterwards where I said, and then you can't do anything about it anymore. So just go for it and trust that the right people will be there for you yeah. and enjoy the journey. Absolutely. And you, you are living proof of that, right? Yeah, I, I really love my journey, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. And you can hear it in your voice. You can hear the passion. You can hear the smile and the warmth from your heart. And yeah, it's a blessed life indeed. Thank you, Nara. It was really wonderful being on your show. Thank you for all your listeners that have stayed with us and enjoyed our, our chat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because it was just like sitting down and having a cup of coffee with you and just visiting like we did in Canada. So Exactly. Yeah, I have loved this very much, Cookie, and thank you so much for your time because I know you have a very busy schedule. And I would like to just leave the listeners with knowing that whatever it is, whatever that dream is that maybe you have shelved for a while, hopefully listening to this talk with Cookie has stirred that thing inside of you because I believe you cannot have a dream without that dream wanting you to it's not for you to have that without it being something that you can absolutely accomplish and discover so much about yourself on the way so cookie with all of my love thank you so much for being here I and listeners it. thank you so much for being here and we will be back again next week with some other wonderful person sharing wonderful wisdom goodbye thank for you. now thank oh, you Nada. bye absolutely cookie thank you Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information that you can use right away. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to rate and review right there on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.